Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life podcast. My name is Jacqueline Hogan and I'm joined today by our investment consultant, Ian Slattery. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. Thank you for joining us today, Ian. Today, we're looking at the effect of political events on investment markets and what this means for investors. So this is quite topical at the moment as the US election is fast approaching. Historically speaking, what does this mean for investment markets? Hi, Jack, and thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, so firstly, I suppose, in the context of stock markets as a whole, the US market's about two thirds or about 65, 66% of the global market. So kind of any big event in the US is, is tends to have a knock on effect elsewhere in the globe. And there's no different this time with the US election. It is obviously a big political event and it's very, very important for the US uh, government and the economy. I suppose if you look historically what it might mean for people, if you look back at the stock market performance, it's tended to be a positive throughout presidential election years, 17 of the last 23, for example. Interestingly enough, Democrats have been better for the stock market or tend to be more stock market friendly, judging by history. And first term presidents tend to do a little bit better as well. However, it's worth noting there's so many variables at play here, political, economical, geopolitical events as well. It's very hard to draw any kind of constructive conclusions over what this might mean in terms of what way it plays out. Some interesting stats there. So what the data seems to show is that who the US president is tends to have less of an effect on the markets than many people think. There's a range of things that can impact the pricing of equities, also known as risk assets, on any given day. Can you talk to me a little bit more about this and how Zurich's investment process is aligned to this? Yes, well, firstly, you mentioned a range of factors there, and and that's very true. There's not one catch-all or superior variable that always serves as the best indicator um, when you're looking at investments. So we always consider a range of factors. Within our active top-down investment process, uh, we continue to focus on the economic cycle, trying to have superior asset allocation, and looking to invest in companies with strong business models and robust balance sheets. And that's all with the aim of producing long-term investment performance. Uh, I suppose where we are in the economic cycle, things like global interest rates, the devolution of the effect of COVID-19, I suppose we see them as much more structural influences on the on the price of risk assets. So we have a very well-established process looking at where we are in the cycle, down through asset allocation, then regions, sectors, and individual holdings across a number of asset classes. So that's proven well and proven us and our clients well for well over 30 years, and we continue to operate within that robust framework. And as you mentioned as well, the, the US presidential election, it does actually ha- tend to have less of an effect than people might think. Um, it does grab a lot of the headlines. It's highlighted in the news cycle quite a lot. But there are other things at play, and particularly when we're looking at investment markets. And they're the things that we try and focus on as well. Within that framework, is there a strategy in place for different outcomes of political events? Well, if we take this one, for example, we don't have a strong bias for who becomes president. As, as I mentioned there before, we're continuing to focus on the economic cycle. But we're looking for companies in equities and corporate bonds, for example, that, that will perform well irrespective of, of who's the next uh, US president. We're not looking to make um, big binary positions or make big binary bets, for want of a better phrase. We are prudent investors, so we wouldn't be looking to predict markets. We're always looking to kind of actively participate in them because you can get into a little bit of trouble if you, if you try and 
put all your eggs in one basket, I suppose. And again, it goes back to one of those core tenets of investing, which is diversification. And that's not just around asset classes, but also diversification in and around outcomes for events such as the US election. Okay. do you expect volatility to be heightened coming into the election? And how does this affect investors? Yeah, so we we have seen volatility heightened throughout 2020, obviously on the back of what we saw with the the start of the initiation of the COVID pandemic in the spring. And, And volatility looks like it will be heightened going into the election. And again, one thing that may contribute to volatility is how uh, contested a result is. I suppose some market participants anticipate further downside potential from here. However, we're, we're currently constructive on equities. Uh, we have taken some risk off the table over the summer months, but we feel that the kind of correction we saw in September uh, was a healthy correction. And there's kind of three main reasons why we'd view that. Uh, we're in earnings season at the moment, and they've been exceeding analyst consensus expectations in general, and, and hopefully can continue to do that. There's still ample liquidity and a supportive backdrop from both global central banks and, and governments, and that's helped helped fuel risk asset prices so far in 2020. And the third point actually points towards the market sentiment we see at the moment. It's not overly bullish. A lot of people are cautious and prudent coming into the election. We are as well at all times. But some of that excess in the market, some of the froth, you might say, has been cleared. Nevertheless, though, there are risks. We have seen, obviously, heightened second wave of COVID come to fruition in the last number of weeks as we enter the winter months. And there is uncertainty over the election. And again, when we bring it back to, to principles of investing, stock markets don't like uncertainty. So there is a degree of uncertainty around the upcoming election. And that will, I suppose, add to volatility in the short term. What advice? would you give to someone who is interested in investing but doesn't know if the timing is right yeah there's a couple of couple of things to mention there i suppose i finished my last remarks by saying uh, volatility in the short term um, and i suppose what i'd add to that is, is it's about taking a long-term view and then creating a plan uh, with a financial advisor we always recommend you do talk to a financial advisor uh, particularly if you're unsure about any aspect of what you might be looking to do and there's a couple of principles of long-term investing that we try to do as managers so again sticking to our own plan of how we we manage money and clients money and there's a number of those principles available in terms of, of Uh, having more risk for the long term, as I mentioned, sticking with the plan and and staying disciplined. I think a big thing to really look at in Q4 2020 is this concept of client inertia. Uh, There's always behavioral biases. We all have them and they work against us sometimes. So there's always going to be a reason not to invest. For example, the US election might be one or or the hopeful end of Brexit or a resolution to Brexit towards the year end. There's always going to be something to keep people out of markets. But again, it's trying to overcome that inertia, getting a plan, getting invested in markets and and maintaining your discipline over the long term and focusing on what's what outcome you're looking for as an investor, rather than, I suppose, short term noise such as events um, in the political sphere can be. Great. Thank you for that, Ian. Some good advice there. That brings us to the end of this podcast episode. Thank you, Ian, for joining me today and for giving us this update. And also thank you to our listeners. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, visit Zurich.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.